podcast i'm your host krista how's everyone doing how was your thanksgiving we all just got to celebrate thanksgiving did you guys have a good time at home with your families being thankful well i didn't okay i did not and the episode was late this week so i'm dropping two and i'm gonna tell you guys what the fuck happened to me because i really had a week i really had a week so Where do I start? All right, episodes late because Wednesday night, I was actually in the middle of editing the podcast episode with Imani. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's uh, it's fun, but turn your volume down because we did get loud and I'm not great with this microphone technology yet. I'm, I'm working out the kinks, I'm working out the kinks. In the middle of editing the audio for this and I hear my front door open and I think, oh, Imani's home, great. Oh yeah, she's my roommate. Um, so, you know, I say, hey, hey girl. I just can keep going about my business. And then I realize she hasn't walked to her room. I haven't heard any footsteps. She didn't say hey back. I'm confused. So I'm like, what's going on? Keep in mind, the day before Thanksgiving last year, a man broke into my room at like two in the morning. Yeah, I'll start with that story. A man broke into my room at like two in the morning. I wake up. There he is. I didn't hear him come in. I just woke up and he was there. And, uh... I was just, I was so confused. I had just, I, you know, just literally been in a deep sleep. So I ask him what he's doing there. He makes up some crazy story about how he'd been mugged outside and it was my fault. I'm thinking this is a crazy person. He's got the wrong house. I've been asleep. That couldn't be me. I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, I'm going to call the cops. At that point, that's when I realized my phone was missing. So I'm like, aha, this is a robbery. So I look at him and I go, you took my phone. And he's like, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was like, yes, you did. It's normally right here and it's not. I don't know why I'm arguing with this man. Oh, by the way, I'm naked. I've got underwear on and I'm covering my body with my covers. So I'm like as vulnerable as you can get. And he's like, you could check me. You could check me. I don't have your phone. I was like, I'm not getting anywhere near you. At that point, I like yell for my roommate. He's like, keep your voice down. Keep your voice down. I'm like, excuse me. Like, you're in my room. He said something about like, you're going to get us like killed or something i was i was just like this man is literally insane so he then goes to ask if he can use my bathroom which i have a bathroom that's connected to i had a master bathroom in this apartment so it's connected to my room so i i'm like why is this man asking to use my bathroom but then i think oh if he goes to my bathroom i can get out of the room without him seeing them not wearing clothes because the last thing i want is for this man to realize i'm not wearing any clothes So I'm like, get in the bathroom, shut the door. So he goes in the bathroom, he doesn't shut the door. I'm like, yo, shut the door, I mean it. He shuts it. I'm like, I don't know why this man, first of all, asked permission, second of all, he's listening to my instructions. And I, uh, sorry if you guys hear toys in the background, my roommates just adopted the cutest puppy and they're playing with him. Um, So just ignore the squeaks. If you hear them, he's getting acclimated. Um, And I run out of the room, I tell my roommate to call the cops. And by the time I get back to my room, he's already gone. And that's when I realized he had come in through my window. And that's why he asked if he could use the bathroom because he wanted to then leave out my window. Still not sure why he asked permission, but hey. Then he he was a dumbass. Like 20 minutes later, the police found him because they forgot to turn my phone off. And, or not they, he forgot to turn my phone off and they tracked him within literally 20 minutes. They found him around the corner. Um, They arrested him. I got all my stuff back. But obviously that was drawing. So fast forward to this Thanksgiving and I'm home alone Wednesday night, day before Thanksgiving. 
and I'm already on edge because this happened last year. So when I hear the door open, I don't hear anything. I'm already on like high alert. I grab a pair of scissors. I walk out to my, my main living room, my front door. Don't see anything. I'm looking around. I don't see anyone. There's like nowhere to hide because I'm in the process of moving out at that point. I've already sold all my furniture. There's nothing this person could be like hiding behind or anything. So I'm like, maybe I imagined it. But my cat looked at, at the door too when we heard it open or looked in the direction of the door. So I was like, but my cat heard something too. So what the fuck? Just as I'm having that thought, my door opens again. There's a man standing there. He comes in. I'm confused why he's even there. He just looks at me. He doesn't say anything. I'm thinking he's like a neighbor that wants me to move my car because I had been moving boxes in and out um, or back and forth from my apartment to my car because I, like I said, I'm in the process of moving and I was just going to get some stuff moved to my new place early. And so my door was unlocked and I didn't realize. So he just walked in and I thought he was just trying to let me know my car was parked illegally or something crazy like that. But no, he just looked at me. I'm immediately like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell fucking no. This is not happening again. I'm pissed. I charge at the dude, run straight at him, shove him out my front door. I'm screaming, this is not your fucking house. I'm so furious. And I shut the door, obviously lock it. Um, call the cops. I'm like, this man just tried to walk in my apartment. Um, I'm, I'm not leaving my apartment until you send someone. Like, hurry up. And then I hang up and I'm sitting there and then I hear the door handle jiggling. And I realize this man is still outside my apartment trying to get in. So I call the cops back. I'm like, you need to send someone now. He is still trying to get in. He's at my front door, like messing with the lock. And that's when I look down and realize that my boxes of knives and other kitchenware is right by the front door. So I grab one and stand and wait at the front door because I said, if this man gets in, I will be stabbing him. Simple as that. That's what's happening here. He's getting stabbed if he gets in. I'm furious at this point. I'm like, he better not get in. He better hope he does not get in because I'm furious right now. The only thing I did besides stand and wait was hide my cat because I was like, I can't let my cat see me stab somebody. And also if he does get in and I got to stab him, my cat's going to get spooked. She's going to run outside. I'm going to have to deal with her being lost on top of all my other bullshit. No. So I run to my room to hide her in my room. And then I go take my station back in front of the door, waiting to see if he gets in. Meanwhile, the cops take 10, 15 minutes to get to my apartment. And the entire time he's trying to get in. At a certain point, I realized like I hear keys jingling. I'm like, okay, this guy's like an idiot. And he thinks he lives here. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I'm not taking any chances. Like this is like a, a clearly intoxicated person. I have no idea what their intentions are. I am not going to assume that they're like a benign drunk idiot thinking that they are having the wrong apartment. So the cops finally get there. They confirm that that's what's happening. And I decide I'm absolutely not sleeping in that apartment ever again. So drive up to my friend's family's house early that I was planning on spending Thanksgiving with. And uh, ended up not finishing editing the episode, obviously. And... Then I had to spend the rest of this weekend moving, cleaning out my apartment, getting all my stuff um, to my new apartment so I didn't have to sleep there ever again. And I literally just finished. It's 11.45 p.m. on Sunday evening. I literally just got done. I finally showered. I'm moisturized. I got candles lit, trying to relax. But I had a fucking week. I really had a fucking week. And yeah, that's why the episode is late but i hope you enjoy having two episodes and then you're gonna get another one on thursday we're back on schedule so don't worry about that more content for you um yeah that that was my thanksgiving experience 
Um, not my favorite holiday experience at all. I'm very much looking forward to going home for Christmas time and I'm spending New Year's in New York. And it's just not Los Angeles because I really don't like this city and I've lived here for quite some time and it's just not my favorite. And I'm just excited to have some time away. But anyway, I'm trying to think what's new with me since I recorded the last episode. Um, I've been talking to a guy off Hinge for about a week, which is the longest I've gone speaking to someone from an app in years, probably, because I hate the apps. I just, I really don't. But that's funny because I'm going to talk about the apps this episode. But um, we've been talking a lot and he he's fun. Uh, he can hold a conversation. I have not met him yet still. Um, and I don't know if I will. And here's why. I know I've already said that he sounds great, but like he really only talks about himself and it's becoming a problem. Like I literally told him that someone had just broken into my apartment. Well, I told him the next day that someone had broken into my apartment and he responded with, yeah, my family is stuck in some sort of snow cabin. And I was like, I actually don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I just told you about a literal personal emergency. And then you find a way to be like, yeah, my Thanksgiving isn't great too. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. And he's trying to talk to me even, even now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in the middle of moving. This hasn't been the best weekend. And he goes, yeah, same man, blah, blah, blah. Just take a second to hear what I'm saying. Maybe ask me a question or two before you launch into your thing, maybe learn conversation tactics. So I'm pretty much done with this guy. Uh, I, I just, it's just the apps are not gonna, I don't think they're gonna cut it for me. We'll see. I mean, I'm gonna stay on them. They're fine for some validation, I guess, but they're honestly way too much work for what they're worth. And I just, I'm not feeling this guy and I'm not really feeling the apps. Um, in other news, I saw my X, the one I've mentioned a few times already, and it's only episode three. Um, he helped me move some of my stuff. I was kind of getting desperate and didn't really have that many people to ask. And he stepped up and helped me out. We got uh, some food after and it was fine. It was fine. Nothing bad happened. That's, it gives me hope that eventually we can be actual friends i think he's ready for that i am not ready for that so it's gonna i don't know if we have to ease into it i don't know if i just have to go back to not speaking it we haven't spoken in like i think like two or three months until this so i don't know if i have to go back to that until i feel more ready it's just it was fine seeing him actually it was great seeing him i missed him a lot and we caught up and it was great but i just I don't, I still, I'm just like, this is not a friend of mine. I also don't really trust him. So we'll see, but that will be an ongoing development. We can see if you can really be friends with an ex, especially one who really hurt you. Um, I'll be the experiment for you guys. The answer is probably no, you can't. And this is just going to ruin the next few months of my life. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready. I am ready. I was so stable like a couple weeks ago and then this break in and I'm talking to my ex again and it's just I love chaos apparently that's what my therapist thinks anyway uh, I don't think there's really anything else new with me besides I moved I moved to a new like much better safer neighborhood if anyone's concerned let me defend myself my last apartment was actually really nice it's just the neighborhood was ass um even though there's like a school like 500 feet away and another school a block away and another school like two blocks away so I thought it was a nice family neighborhood but I was mistaken um but now I'm living in like a actual apartment complex there's a 
door to get into the complex. I'm not street access anymore. It's much safer. So that's good. My cat doesn't like it because my roommates have um, the cutest, cutest, cutest puppy. And he really likes Robin, who's my cat. And Robin does not like dogs. I didn't really realize she didn't. And I know that sounds obvious because she's a cat, but she's really great with every person she's ever met. And she's great with other cats and kittens. So I just thought she was one of those cats that was just social. I mean, the other day she walks up to me with a toy in her mouth and drops it at my feet. I was like, are you a, are you a dog? Anyway, you guys did not tune into the bad sex podcast to hear my cat stories. (laughs) Oh, solo episodes are going to be fun. They're going to be fun. I really, I actually really like doing these. Um, they'll be better when I have questions, but since this one was kind of an emergency episode, I do not. Um, and in lieu of questions, I'm going to go ahead and break down some of these dating apps for you guys, because I've had a lot of friends actually recently tell me they want to get on them and they just don't really know what they're about. They don't know which one to get on. And it is just kind of the way we're meeting people these days, especially in like major cities. They're a little bit more um, isolating. And especially if you live in a city where you didn't like grow up or don't have a ton of friends around, it's, it's tough to meet people organically it just is like unless they're coming up to you at a bar which in los angeles men do not do these are the most passive men i've ever met in my life they just stand around and wait it is crazy um but if you're in a city like that where the men just aren't really doing much work they're not really pulling their weight uh apps are you know a decent alternative like i said i have yet to meet a person on the apps that i don't hate actually Let me take it back. Another tiny update. I think I might have mentioned this last week. I went on a date with a guy I met on the apps like three years ago when I first moved to Los Angeles. He saw me on another app and added me on that app or like liked me or whatever. And I honestly thought it was lame because I was like, you have my number. If you wanted to see me again, you could text me. But I think he thought he was being cute. So I was like, let me not be rude and dismissive like I tend to be. So um, yeah, he asked if we could get drinks. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Sure. And I was in like an awful mood, I remember, when I went on this date. And I think I I spent most of this date ranting about astrology and like small penises. I told him about the podcast. And he definitely thought I was going home with him. And I thought it was hilarious and laughed in his face. And he still wanted to see me again. And I was like, huh. So this is a lesson to be yourself. Because I kind of just talked about what the fuck I wanted to talk about. And uh, went from there. I didn't like him that much from the first go around. So I think that's why I felt more comfortable. I didn't really feel any need to like impress him or anything. Um, but I think me being comfortable uh, was the best thing. I I don't really know if I'm like into him or not. Uh, I just, I don't think I'm that attracted to him. It's re- it's a real problem. It's, a, it's becoming a problem, guys. If you have suitable bachelors for me, just DM me. They're Insta maybe. I don't know. I just, I've gotten so picky and I don't know what it is. I think maybe I'm just emotionally unavailable. Hey, who isn't? It's 2019. I don't know what that even means. Um, but the apps, back to the topic at hand. So I, I think apps are, it's, I mean, I know tons of people who have met people on apps. Imani from the last episode met her bae on an app and they're like in love and they're a great couple. So it's not that it's not possible. It's just that you have to be willing to put in the time because you have to be willing to not only field all these conversations 
and try, like you have to put in effort to carry a conversation with a person you have never met and maybe have nothing in common with. That's like a lot of effort, right? And on the off chance that someone's easy to talk to, then you get excited because you're like, oh, wow, like they can actually carry a conversation. We have like, you know, some banter going. There's a little bit of chemistry going. This is great. And then you want to meet that person. But sometimes that, that doesn't happen often, especially on an app. Some people, people are bad at texting people they know in real life. So who's, who's going to say that they're going to be any good at texting someone they don't know? And so I feel like I was using really great conversation via app as my criteria to meet someone in person. And you know what? I don't think that that's fair because there's a lot of people who are really bad texters that I've even dated bad texters. I've dated people who would probably be horrible to talk to on an app. And so I'm thinking I need a new criteria and I'm not really sure what that is yet, but, um, I did manage to get one of these dudes on the phone before I met them. I still haven't met him. This is the hinge guy. I managed to get him on the phone. We actually talked on the phone for like two hours. Um, and he was good to talk to. He just, like I said, very self-centered. Um, and that is huge. That helped a lot because now I'm way more willing to meet him because I was like, well, we can carry on a conversation for a while. We've never been met. And his voice doesn't sound weird. And that's very important. Um, and I hate being surprised by someone's voice. Nothing is worse than being surprised by someone's voice. I hate it. I hate it so much. So I just want to like get you on the phone. Um, I can't remember which friend told me this is how to say it. But you just say, um, can like, hey, can we FaceTime so I know you're not a catfish? I didn't FaceTime him because I wasn't wearing any makeup and I didn't feel like it. But that's a great way to get someone. It's not even, I'm not even too worried about being catfish. I just want to hear their voice. But masking it as a FaceTime, pretending you just want to see their face when really you kind of just want to see like their demeanor. That's genius. I think Imani told me that. So you say, hey, can we FaceTime? I just want to make sure you're not a catfish before we meet. Because it's kind of like tongue and it's kind of cheeky. It's kind of cute. He'll like laugh like, LOL, haha. She like thinks I'm so attractive that I might not be real, even though like, no, that's probably not the case. Um, But it's just a really good screening process because Oh my God, the effort it takes to get up, put on makeup, oh my, makeup, and you could just stay home and drink your own wine and watch Netflix or take a nap or hang out with your friends or do any ma- manner of productive things. And you're going to go out of your house, especially in LA. There's no parking. You're going to have to Uber. It's really a lot just to meet a stranger that you might show up and realize within one minute that you do not like. Because that's me. That's how I am. I'll show up and I don't, and I don't, I'm like immediately like, fuck, and now I got to sit here for an hour because any less is rude. And this is just a, such a waste of my time. So the FaceTime helps a lot. Um, so I would really recommend that strategy no matter what app you're using. But let's get into the different apps and what I think of them at least. So Tinder. I used to have a much less favorable view of Tinder up until recently. I thought Tinder was for the creepy weirdo people, um, but I'm now learning that there are normal people on the app. Um, they're they're still using it. I thought it had like died down and only like really strange people were on it, but I did not give it a chance. There's actually some really hot people on there and I'm like too lazy to carry on these conversations. So I cannot say that I've had success with meeting someone. Oh, I did meet someone from Tinder. He it did not end up. No, he was one of the ones where I was very surprised by their voice and their overall demeanor. Oh, and he was shorter than me. And I'm not a height snob, 
even though I might sound like it and I might joke about it, but I'm not. I dated a guy for three years who was my exact height and I'm only 5'4". He would say he's 5'6", but he wasn't. Um, I'm not a snob about it, but you, you just got to be taller than me, you know, at least by an inch. Like, I just can't do the shorter than me situation. So that didn't work out. That was my only Tinder date. But there, there are people on there. All right. So Tinder, the way that works, if you haven't been on it, is you see people, you swipe left if you don't like them, you swipe right if you like them. If you swipe right and they have previously already swiped right on you, then you're gonna match and you get like a fun little match screen. And um, either one of you can start the conversation. I like that because I'm lazy and I don't wanna talk to people, so I don't like starting the conversation. Um, and that's part of why I decided to give Tinder another try because I was like, this is like the least effort I have to put in. For the most part. Actually, Hinge is the least effort I have to put in, but I'll get to Hinge. Um, next, I'll do Bumble because I feel like that's the next biggest. Bumble is just like Tinder, exactly what I described Tinder as, except only women can start the conversation. And that was supposed to empower women, prevent like unsolicited weird comments, prevent like unsolicited dick pics and stuff. But honestly, I feel like it just turned into women doing all the work. And to be honest, I think Bumble had an influence on the other apps because I think men are getting used to not having to send the first message and then nobody's sending any first messages and nobody's talking and it's annoying. Um, at first I liked Bumble for that reason because I got to choose who I wanted to speak to. Um, and you also have, I think Tinder, if you match, there's no expiration on the match. You can... You don't have to say anything and the match doesn't expire with Bumble. The match expires in 24 hours. If you do not send your first message, the guys can send you a 24 hour extension if they really want you to message them. Um, a few guys have done that to me and they only get like one a day, I think. Um, so it's like flattering when you get one of those, but it is sad when you get one of those, you go to the profile and you're like, I don't even know why I swipe right on this person. I'm still not going to message them, but you, they don't have to know that that happened. They can just think, oh, this person doesn't check their app very often. Um, they must have missed this. That's what I hope they're telling themselves because I feel bad. Um, but Bumble, Bumble's kind of cool too because it gives you like canned first message responses if you don't know what to say, especially if their profile doesn't have anything. My, my recommendation for a first message is to look at their profile and comment on something. Something about that. They have like a dog or something. That's always a really easy one like saying something like, I think me and your dog would look cute together or something dumb like that. I try not to focus on commenting about dogs because I'm not like that much of a dog person. So I don't want them to think off the bat that I like love dogs or something. I don't dislike them by any means. I really like dogs, but I just find people be obsessed with them and I'm really not obsessed with them uh, at all. So I don't want that to come across if that's my first message. But um, I just, I would recommend commenting on something on their profile bumble gives you like questions to answer like let me pull up my profile let me take a look at my profile so i can give better details on how to use it oh the cool thing about bumble too is that it has three modes bumble date bumble bff and bumble biz i've never used bumble biz and i have no idea who uses bumble biz it's like supposed to, it looks like a linkedin it says grow your network with other people nearby Pretty sure that's like LinkedIn for dating app. It's very strange. I've never used that. But Bumble BFF, I have met a couple girls on that and they were nice. It's t it's honestly, if I'm not going to leave my house for the potential of getting laid, it's really tough for me to leave my house for a random girl I haven't met. You know what I mean? Um, but I think if I had more time or energy, that would be a really good resource for me to make friends. So I, I could try it. I'll probably try it at some point. 
if I move again. Um, but Bumble date, that is what the traditional Bumble profile is like. And so when you make your profile, there's obviously room for a bio. Definitely have one, especially guys, if, guys, if, you guys, if you're listening, put a bio because unless you're smoking fucking hot, if you have nothing in your bio, I will swipe left. Or if I swipe right and we match, I, and I can't find anything on your profile to like comment on, I won't send you a message and the match will expire. Like unless you're smoking hot and I just fabricate something cause you're really hot. You need something in your bio. Mine says, I like music a lot. Also pasta and naps. Please don't make me hike. I put that because in Los Angeles, they're fucking obsessed with hiking and it's disgusting. And I have had more than one person suggest hiking as a first date and I want to throw up everywhere. It's horrible. So I just want them to know right away. I don't do that shit. Okay. That's not me. Um, and I put the pasta and the naps because people in Los Angeles don't eat carbs and they don't sleep. And it's terrifying. I'm really surrounded by psychopaths in this city. Um, but I just want to make sure that they know that, Hey, I eat carbs. Um, so much so that I put it in my bio and I sleep so much that I felt it important enough to put in my bio. I sleep like nine hours a night, maybe, maybe nine and a half if I can swing it. I really, except for tonight, because I have to record this episode and wake up at like 730 in the morning to walk through my old horrible crack house apartment that people keep breaking into with the landlord so that I can get my deposit back. Um, Okay, so after you put your bio in, there's a ton of like little details about yourself you can add, like your height, your zodiac sign, your education level, how much you drink, like the options are like socially, frequently, never, I think. I put socially. Um, same with cigarettes. I put never because that's a big one for me. I, I can't date someone who smokes cigarettes. The smell truly is revolting to me. Um, I put that I have a cat. Uh, I put that I smoke weed socially. <laughs> That was a lie. I smoke it a lot, but I didn't want to scare anyone off that doesn't smoke weed because I don't mind if they don't. So I didn't want them to think that that was a requirement. So I put socially. Um, You can put your political uh, affiliation, um, which I honestly use like when I when people do put that, I I do swipe accordingly. I don't not to get too political. I think you can assume uh, who I'm swiping left on, but not to alienate any listeners. Um, so there are questions that you can answer and there's like a ton you can choose from. Let me click into the edit profile so I can take a look at the questions you can. Okay. It doesn't want to load and I don't have time for this. So, um, the questions I chose, one of them says favorite quality in a person. I put confidence and humor. That's kind of a boring one. I might change it now that I'm looking at it. It's a little bit boring. Um, greatest travel story is my second one. I wrote, Getting offered a job at a strip club in Ibiza. All I did was compliment a dancer's outfit in the bathroom. Next thing I know, I'm meeting the owner. Nice guy. I feel like that's interesting. What do you guys think? Respond to uh, DM me if you think my profile sucks. Um, and the third one I picked was, we'll get along if I said you're passionate about something creative. Bonus points if it's music. That's like really important to me. You just really can't. Like if your passion is like golf or something, that's totally great, but we're not going to get along. I'm just too, I'm, I'm too creatively minded and I need the person I'm with to also be creatively minded. And I also find that creatives tend not to care about sports and I really don't care at all about sports. And when I meet a guy who's like creative and then says they don't care about sports, it's like a hallelujah moment. My last, my ex-boyfriend, the one I just hung up with, um, 
he doesn't really care that much about sports and like that's amazing and this hinge guy is a music producer that i was talking to that's very self-centered and he doesn't give a fuck about sports and it's just like i found my people because i grew up in ohio i went to a football high school i went to a football college go bucks uh apparently we beat michigan i have no idea i slept through it because i didn't care sorry everyone i'm happy we won i guess it changes my life not at all and doesn't change yours either so I'm really going to lose listeners. I'm being um, really mean today. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just really tired and I had a weekend. So there's that. So Bumble's cool because that gives you way more opportunity for something to comment on. So it's helpful, guys, to answer at least one or two of those questions so that they have something, some glimpse of your personality. Like, I guarantee you your photos aren't good enough. I guarantee you. Men don't know how to take photos and they don't know which photos they look good in. I... I actually was talking to a guy very briefly um, who I ended up FaceTiming and he asked me like what I thought of his pro. I don't care remember how it came up, but I essentially told him his profile was not very good and he was cuter on FaceTime than his, than his pictures. And he thought that was funny. I was worried it was rude, but I was being honest and he just like, didn't know what photos he looked good in. And I was like, that is so crazy. I feel like I know what photos I look good in. Okay, so Bumble's probably my favorite. I, loosely speaking, because I hate them all. Um, let's go on to Hinge. So Hinge. This is a cool one. I find that the people on Hinge are looking for something more serious. They're more willing to ask you on a date. Um, they're quicker to ask you on a date, I guess I should say. Um, which is good for me, because I do not speak to anyone for more than one day, usually, without them asking me on a date, because I'm not here for a goddamn pen pal. Like, what is this? Oh, this guy's cute. Oh my God, he knows my friend. Oh, he used to work. Oh, he used to work at my old company. I had no idea. This is not, these are not things I should be doing on there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, on Hinge, the way it's set up is similar to Bumble with the questions, but that's like the bulk of the profile. So you pick photos, you can pick up to six, and then you have questions I picked. You should leave a comment if blank, where to find me at the party, blank and let's debate this topic blank Ooh, that's a really good if you have hinge i suggest picking let's debate this topic because it's if i ever which is very rare message someone first on hinge that's usually what if they have that question that's what i respond to and mine is best album of 2019 go and that's what like everyone i everyone's messaging me about music which is perfect because i'm like i really want someone who's very interested in music so i'm now like weeding out people who don't know anything about it or um suggest me albums that i like really would never listen to and i'm just like okay great we are music taste is really important to me i don't know if this is too picky but i just i if your music taste is completely different than mine i just feel like our personalities are not going to mesh that might be crazy let me know what you think sound off in the dms if you think that's crazy but i'm also not really looking for anything serious right now so i feel like i have room to be this picky like the, what i saw like a meme that said the right guy will find me in my living room and that's really the way i live my life right now um so that's that's how i operate but hinge it's cool the question the hinge was the first to do the question bumble stole the questions from hinge so hinge invented this um and then you can put a oh, while like hinge is you can put your height oh same with bumble tinder you can't i don't like that and that's how I got bamboozled by that guy. You can also filter like your, ma not matches, you can put criteria in if you pay for Hinge. You can like put your height preference 
children preference, family plans preference, education level, politics, drinking, smoking, marijuana, drugs. You can choose all of those things or none of those things um, if you pay. I'm not sure what Hinge premium costs, but hey, that's that's an option if you really want to get specific, if you're looking for a really one type of person. Um, but the thing I like about Hinge is you can see who likes you before you like them. So it's like a push notification, goes to your phone, such and such liked you. You get to look at their profile, decide if you like them back, and then you can click match and you can send a message to them or they can send a message to you. And the way you like people on Hinge is not just swipe left or right. You like the photo, one of the photos on their profile or you can like one of their answers. And not only like it, you can comment on their photo or comment on their answer. It's not a public comment, it's just to the person you're trying to match with. And that's your match. The message you send them is a match or the like you send them is a match. So when people match with me, a lot of the times they're messaging me um, their favorite album right off the bat. I haven't spoken to them yet. I'm just receiving the fact that they liked me and they gave me their favorite album or the best album of 2019, that was my question. So then I get to look and decide if I want to ever speak to that person or not. And then I can message them back or just um, accept the like. And it's really the least work for me because I just, I really don't look for people on Hinge, I just wait for people to like me and then sift through those people. And so I think that's why I prefer Hinge, but I, just, I have found that the people aren't as attractive on Hinge, I don't think. Um, it, it, that might just be LA too. I don't know. Someone told me Hinge was like huge in New York or maybe it was Chicago. Um, and I and I didn't know. And then the other app I am on, was on, is Raya. And if you don't know what Raya is, it's like an industry, entertainment industry specific kind of app. Um, that's the one celebrities are on. I've seen a handful of celebrities. I don't think I'm supposed to say who I've seen on there. But I, I guess... I could say they're on. I don't have to say if they match with me or not. No, let me not get kicked off Raya. Um, but celebrities are on there. I did see a member of One Direction. I can say that. And I saw a couple rappers. I matched with a rapper. That was very exciting. He did not message me back, but I was very excited. Um, but that is, it's exclusive. You have to apply. You have to get a referral. Um, it costs money. I accidentally forgot to remove my subscription because Apple makes it really hard. Like it's not easy to just like cancel subscriptions. It's very easy to forget. So I forgot. So I have Raya until February now. Um, and I pretty much said, if I don't find love by then, then uh, I'll go fuck myself. It's uh, <laughs> the day it expires. This is so sad. The day my Raya subscription expires is February 13th. So wish me luck, you guys. See, let's see. I'm, I haven't been on that one in a very long time. It's just still on my phone because I paid for it. So, you know, uh, th those are all the apps I'm on. Um, I think this might have been helpful if you're trying to get on the apps and you don't know what to do for your profile. Honestly, DM me. I would actually love this. I would love it if you DM me, even if you have a profile already and you want to see if you've picked the best photos or you have the right answer. DM me. I'm really good at, at constructing bubble profiles. My friend Brandon would confirm his profile was a mess and I fixed it for him. Um, I would love to like charge money and fix guys profiles. I think that would be very lucrative, but I'll do it for you guys for free. Uh, DM me if you have photos you're not sure about or uh, answers or a bio you don't know. I'll, I'll help you. Also help you with your first message. Be like, what do I say to this person? I'm here to help. I, I don't want to do it for me, but I 
am willing to do it for you because that's how much I love you guys and appreciate you listening to the podcast. Um, and I'm also nosy and I like getting into people's business. So uh, send them to me. That'd actually be so fun. Um, but just general tips, have a bio for sure. You're going to get more engagement on your profile if you if you do. That's like a, like a proven fact. Um, try to try to this is not something i've put into practice but this is what the creator of match.com she's like a psychologist um i think she's like a sex and relationship psychologist or something like that and she helped found match.com she helped build the algorithm and her advice was to match with nine people and then stop at nine and like pick one and try to go on a date with one of them or something like don't just swipe incessantly because that's that's the real problem with the apps they just give us too much choice and so it's like oh that guy was really cute but oops i let the conversation fizzle and i really don't feel like starting it back up with him but who cares there's gonna be plenty more people to swipe on and that's sad because maybe that guy i let fizzle was my soulmate probably not i don't think i'm gonna meet my soulmate on an app but i might okay and you might too and so it probably would be beneficial for us to follow the founder of match.com's advice Um, so she said nine people stop and choose from there, not to like date forever, but just to meet, to get to know better, you know, because when you're swiping incessantly, you're just never gonna, you're never gonna want to settle and talk to one person. Um, pick flattering photos of yourself. You should have mostly solo photos in my opinion, mostly solo, but one or two can maybe should have other people in it to show your social and you have friends. Um, that's what I think. Oh, guys, holding up a fish, not necessary. Take it down. I don't know why you guys have that photo. It does nothing for anyone. I don't know. Someone said that maybe guys are trying to show that they can provide, like, like sustenance. Like, um, no, I don't want to eat the random ass fish you caught. Um, no one needs that photo. Just, it's taking up space. Um, and don't wear camo either. There's so much camo. That's more in Ohio. That's more in the Midwest. And guys, if you're sending the first message, please don't make it race related. I get a lot of racial comments. They're not racist per se, but they are racial and they make me uncomfortable and that's not going to work. So if you're trying to slide into a woman of color's DMs or Twitter or Tinder profile, uh, try not to point out her race off the bat because then we feel like you watch ebony porn and we don't want to be the subject of your new fantasy. So, um, don't do that and just best of luck out there you guys it's rough it's rough out here it's really ghetto out here and it seems like it's only getting worse and me and my single friends are kind of just looking around like what the fuck is this what is this shit that we have to deal with this is awful um i think that's it you guys i think i think this has been long enough i if you're still listening god bless you um i gotta go to bed but thank you guys for sticking with me. Thanks for being patient with the episodes. Um, I'll try not to waver from my Thursday release schedule ever again. I have like 20 episodes in, you know, in the works already being scheduled. So um, I'm organized about this. I'm trying, I really want to like grow this and have it be something useful for everyone listening. So um, I appreciate you guys being patient. And I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Bad Sex Podcast. I will talk to you guys next week or actually on Thursday. Bye.